podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday after last one Liverpool 3 in the Europa League. Liverpool went 1-0 behind. Florian Flecker with the best goal he's ever going to score in his entire life. An absolute worldie, to be fair to the fella. Last corner, played to the edge of the box. We were too focused on defending the six-yard box. Good first touch from Flecker. The second shot, the, the second touch is his shot. And it's... It's hit as perfectly as you could strike a ball. Ryan Gravenberch does does well to try and get out and close it down. It actually goes through his legs as he attempts to make the block. It gives Cuevin Kelleher no chance. This was another game in which Liverpool started really poorly, had a very poor first half, very disjointed, but understandable. The lineup, Kelleher and goal, Stefan Basetic playing right back, doing the inverted role, Kanate and Van Dijk in the middle, and Costa Simicus on the left. On paper, a very strong defence, but it had never played together before. And Stefan not only hadn't played right back for us, he hadn't played this inverted role. So a learning process for him. He had an okay game. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was okay. Kanate and Virgil played pretty well. Costas did not have a good game. In fact, I would go as far to say as Costas was full-blown terrible. Uh, Harvey Elliott had a bit of a mixed game. Won a decent amount of ball, worked hard, but especially first half, really struggled to get his passing going, was sloppy in possession, and it was his bad touch that led to the corner that they eventually scored from. Uh, Waturo Endo started in midfield and just looks half a yard too slow. Even at, at that level, he looked half a yard too slow. But it's still early days, so too soon to judge. And Ryan Gravenberg, uh, Ryan Gravenberg played the left side of the midfield. Again, like Harvey, had a bit of a mixed game. Had some really good moments, including an assist for Luis Diaz's goal. But again, his passing was a little bit sloppy. He just... You can you can see the talent, and the talent has never been in question with him. But it it just maybe the mental side of the game wasn't fully there in the first half. Second half, though, he did impress and ran himself into the ground. To be fair, went off largely through fatigue, but promising, promising. Uh, ben Doak started right wing, didn't get a whole lot of change out of the last defence, but had a couple of moments where he showed what excites people. Darwin started through the middle, 
obviously gets a goal and an assist. Luis Diaz starts left wing. He gets a goal. Diaz, another one that had a bit of a mixed game, tried some things that didn't just quite come off for him. Could tell he was getting a little bit frustrated at times. The referee allowed a lot of little niggly things to go on that I think knocked some of our players out of their stride. The biggest thing for me in the first half, the pitch just seemed so wet. The ball was skidding everywhere and then they watered the pitch again at half time. And in the second half, there was a pass played. Dominic had come on and he played a pass to Harvey. And as the ball was spinning towards Harvey, you could see water flying up off the pitch. There was another long pass that was played out towards Diaz and it bounced on the way to him. And again, you could see water spraying up. It seemed like that was something they did to maybe knock us a little bit out of rhythm so we couldn't play the slick one-touch movement. Kind of a build-up that we've been using, the the street football, as, as Lindris calls it. So you can understand us being disjointed because it's a front three that hadn't played together, a midfield that hadn't played together, and a back four that hadn't played together. But we went in 1-0 down. You still felt confident. We had enough quality on the pitch. You felt confident we'd get back into it, and we got back to back into it on 56 minutes. It's good work in the build-up. Ball gets to Diaz in the box. He scuffs his shot wide, but as he's in the process of scuffing it wide, the defender clatters him. It is a penalty. There's no doubt in my mind it's a penalty. It could be biased, but I don't care. Uh, up he steps. Up, up steps Darwin, I should say. And it's a great penalty. And that's 12 from 12 for Darwin in his career. And I do think there is a case to maybe make him the full-time penalty taker rather than Mo, who's not in good form from the spot over the last while. On 63 minutes, we go ahead. It's a really well-worked goal. Ibu plays it to Darwin. Darwin does brilliantly to hold it up. Lays it off to Harvey. Harvey plays it in behind the defence to a motoring Ryan Gravenberch. He works down the right, flings it across low. Good ball. Diaz arriving in from the left wing. Great finish. Quality goal. And we are ahead. They had a couple of moments then. Cuevin Keller had to make one excellent save of his feet and, and a second save. Well, the first save actually was the good was was a decent save. The second one with his feet was a, was a really good save. Um, we had a, a little wobbles, little bits of wobbles. We made some sub, we made some changes, made some subs, brought on some some subs. Um, Gomez, Zabozlai, and McAllister came on. Besetic. Endo and Doak went off. It looked like Mo was going to come on, and then we went ahead and the decision was made to hold him back. Then Mo was brought on uh, for Ryan Gravenberch, who, who'd run himself into the ground, and Mo got our third goal. Mo only played 20 minutes, including the stoppage time, and probably could have had a hat-trick, um, but gets himself a goal. It's an assist by Darwin. So Darwin scores the first, involved in the second, gets the assist for the third, impacting winning in a major way. He should be our starting number nine. There really is no argument against it at this point. Um, His two starts this season, Villa, he's involved in all three goals. And here, he's involved in all three goals. And we win. Uh, Mo wraps it up and that's it, game over. And it's a 
in the end, a, a comfortable two-goal margin. But we were made to work for it. And as Carl said on Raw last night, as long as we do the business at home now, we're through. As long as we beat Toulouse, Union St. Gilles and Lask at home, that'll be 12 points and that'll be enough to get through. Now, we should go to Toulouse and go to Union St. Gilles and win those games as well. We should get 18 points from this group. But qualification is all that really matters. In the other game in the group, Toulouse drew 1-1 with uh, Union St. Gilles. Toulouse had gone one up through Dalinga, a penalty just on the stroke of half time. Mohamed Amora equalised in the 69th minute, and then Logan Costa was sent off for Toulouse on the 94th minute, one of their starting centre-backs. And they'll play Lask next while we have Union St. Gilles. So that should be a fairly decent game. Um, They play a 3-4-3, similar enough to what we saw last night. They play a slightly different style. That's a team obviously owned by Tony Bloom, Union St. Gilles. So it will be... They'll be well-organized. They'll have some talent as well. There'll be a couple of players I think will come away from that game impressed with, and and maybe people will start to talk them up as players we could look at ones to develop. Um, Toulouse always have a couple of decent players knocking around, so it'll be interesting when we play play them uh, how that one works out. All things considered, it's a good night's work. It's a good run out, and uh, we can be happy with the three points. On This Is Anfield, they have a last word on last night's game. Once again, conceding first, having the bad first half, but, you know, winning the game. That's all that really matters. They've done player ratings. Let's actually have a look at these. Zabozlai's uh, class and more five talking points, so we'll we'll have a dig at those as well. Um why Mo Salah's unstoppable run of form is even better than you think. That's well worth a read, that piece there. Liverpool becoming comeback specialists. Ryan Gravenberch, Jurgen Klopp told Ryan Gravenberch to feel free in Liverpool midfield role, which it's one thing saying that, but he played him in that more defensive left-sided role and Harvey played the right-sided role. Now, with the the inversion of Besetic, obviously both eights become quite attacking, but... Stefan didn't invert all the time. He kept wide a decent amount, possibly by design because we were having some issues getting to grips with them. Um, he definitely looked better in the second half. It did, did grab and birch. Um, West Ham could be without key starter versus title challenges Liverpool. We'll have a look at that as well. Let's get these player ratings up and have a look. These are done by David Lynch. Um, who's working with this is Anfield now. Cuevin Kelleher, 7 out of 10. Fair. Uh, Stefan Besetic, 6 out of 10. Definitely fair. And I do I do like the potential of him in that role. It's definitely one where I'd like to see him play a couple more games. I'd like to see him get all these Europa League games in that role and, and potentially Leicester next week in the Cup as well. Um, Ibu... Six. I'm not sure I can agree with that. I think he was better than that. Virgil, seven. Again, I'd probably tick him up one. I would have said Ibu, seven. Virgil, eight. Costas, a six. I would say more of four. I thought he was really poor. 
on and off the ball, I, I didn't think he was good. Endo five made only one tackle as the game passed him by. I think that's fair. Harvey five. I think I'd have said six. Gravenberch eight. That's too high. It's a seven. Uh, Doak six. That's fair. Darwin seven. Again, he was involved in all three goals. Um, scored, assisted, involved, and, and key role in the other one. He did miss two good chances. The first one, the the header that he headed over. The second one, the one that the keeper managed to save. I still think it's more of an eight than a than a seven. And he's given Diaz man of the match, which I didn't really agree with. But look, fair enough. Uh, the five t- uh, talking points written by Mark Delgado. Uh, a dismal, dismally nostalgic type of performance. Uh, the men in the middle, a bit about the midfielders. Did anyone stake a claim? That's obviously to come into the league team. Uh, there's two season standouts, Dominic and Mo, obviously our best players so far this year. And the Sunday grind begins. Obviously, we're going to play a lot of Sunday games now because we play Thursday nights in the Europa League. Um, West Ham could be without key starter. Ooh, Jared Bowen might miss out. Jared Bowen has had a virus, so we'll see how he is. In all likelihood, he'll play. Moyes is probably just playing a bit of mind games, but he would be a big blow for them. Um, Mo Salah joins Thierry Henry on exclusive list with latest European goal. Mohamed Salah's goal contributions to Liverpool continue to come thick and fast and is no different on the European stage as he showed against Lask. It's his 42nd in European competition for the Reds and as per Opta, the joint most of any player for an English club along with Thierry Henry. That's pretty impressive. And Salah's done it in 42 games, whereas Henry took 81 um, you know Mo is scoring multiple goals in the remainder of this group stage, so he's going to bypass Henri uh, by quite a wide margin, I would believe, by the end of the year at least. And then we'll see what happens after that. Uh, Molly is confirming that she believes Mo will, will break all records. Um, on to Liverpool.com. Bayern Munich star wowed by Liverpool man as ridiculous Mohamed Salah prediction made. Um, huh. Jurgen, oh, sorry, Ryan Gravenberch won praise from Matthias De Ligt. That's nice. That's good. Alan Shearer makes Mohamed Salah transfer prediction. Liverpool will bite and sell if a 150 million offer arrives from Saudi Arabia in January, according to Alan Shearer. Well, Alan Shearer has never been right about anything, so we'll just put that one squarely in the bin. Um, Jurgen Klopp provides update on Ryan Gravenberch's injury worry. Klopp has played down the injury and... Revealed he was only withdrawn after suffering cramp due to a lack of match fitness. That's fair enough. Uh, Mohammed, oh, Mo, Moises Caicedo agent speaks out. What's this prick got to say? 
Moises Caicedo's agent has confirmed how much Chelsea paid Brighton for the midfielder while revealing his client never wanted to join Liverpool. Well, that last part isn't true. You didn't want him to join Liverpool because you were taking the big bag of money. That's what happened. Um, I'm also not sure who Andrea Pelagati is, but he is not Moises Caicedo's agent. So that's wrong. Chelsea paid 116 million. Everybody knew that. Andrea Pelagati is not the player's agent, though. So I'm not sure why he's been credited as the player's agent. The actual agent wanted him to go to Chelsea to get the bag of money. Um, Let's see. Jurgen Klopp set for you set for Juventus race, while Joe Polinia admission made after Liverpool links. Let's see, Liverpool are set to battle Juventus for Kevin Turam, and Joe Polinia is potentially going to be available for sale in January. According to comments made by Marco Silva, I I, I just, I, no. Um, what else do we have here? Four Manchester United stars slammed by former Liverpool man as Eric Ten Hag sent brutal message. Jason McAteer, fair play, ripped into United. A uh, couple of pieces on Gravenberch, a uh, couple of pieces on Salah. Jurgen Klopp has found three new Liverpool weapons who could unlock Darwin Nunes. Okay. Jurgen Klopp can laugh off Oli Gunnar Solskjaer complaints. Oli whinging that he wasn't backed properly is always hilarious, considering the amount of money he he wasted. Ange Postacoglu reveals he was a massive Liverpool fan. Told you he's just the best man. He's just a great fella. Um... That's pretty much it for Liverpool for, for Liverpool.com and Anfield Watch. Uh on to Anfieldindex.com. Apparently we gave Diaz man of the match as well. I didn't think it was his best game by a long way, but fair enough. Uh Jurgen Klopp is now Liverpool's most successful manager of all time in European competitions. That was his 50th win last night. Weirdly. That was our joint record away win in the Europa League since it was rebranded to win by two goals. That's odd for us. We'd normally have batted somebody by about seven. Ben Doak being fast-tracked to first-team regular. There is a piece from last night's post-match Raw. And there is Tony Evans' latest one, Red's Tactical Revamp Clops. Klopp's Masterclass, so you can check that out there. Uh, Podcast-wise, there is the Media Matters with Neil Jones. There's also last night's Raw, myself, Trev, and Carl. And myself and Carl have recorded Scouted this morning. It is out already. It is Liverpool versus West Ham on Sunday at 2 p.m. And that's it. That's all I have for today, folks. I'll see you all on Tuesday, not Monday. I'll see you on Tuesday. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the weekend. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel 
so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.